How Are You is a new podcast brought to you by Pedestrian and Kids Helpline, talking all things youth mental health. Kids Helpline is Australia's only free, confidential, 24-7 online and phone counselling service for children and young people up to 25. Hey, welcome to episode six of How Are You? I'm Marty Smiley, your host for Pedestrian's newest podcast and video series, talking all things youth mental health. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about being busy and how burnout can actually affect your mental health. Before we crack into our interviews though, we did stop some pedestrians and ask them, how often do you feel burnt out? Sometimes I do feel stressed, but I think it's always like a bit of a balance and doing the things that make you happy and you don't feel as stressed when you're doing the things that you enjoy. Oh, normally around this time of the year, like December, I'm just done. But other months are pretty good. I, I run my own business, so we go through real like highs and lows of being busy. So sometimes it's like crazy. And, if, and I could feel myself starting to burn out if I had to stay at that kind of really high intensity, high pressure situation for a long time. But generally like those, those uh, busy periods are quickly followed by more relaxed periods. So then again, everything I think is about balance, trying to have that. Oh, I feel burnout every day. <laughs> um, that's, I don't, yeah, I feel like it's definitely like the, the I don't know, 20 to 30 age bracket we kind of grew up wanting, you know, to get into work, to finish uni straight away, to get a full-time job straight away, to then travel straight away. So it's like you're constantly chasing this, I need to do, I need to do, I need to do. Um, and I feel like we all kind of need a break and just step back and be like, breathe. When you hear the topic burnt out and busy, what do you think of? I think of like not saying no and, you know, taking too much on board without regarding how I'm feeling or like what I might actually want to be doing. So when I'm feeling burnt out, I always find myself doing stuff that, you know, I don't really need to be doing and I could have said no to save myself some grief, basically. Oh, someone who probably has three hours of sleep every night and has to go to work from nine to five. Uh, just staying at home for the week. <laughs> Do you think being busy gets in the way of feeling good? Sometimes. I guess it kind of depends what you're busy with. But I think there's the, you know, the notion that being busy, regardless of what it is, is the best way to be. But I think that's not always true. And taking that time to just be by yourself or spend time with yourself is important. Oh, no, no. I would, I would never sacrifice, you know, happiness for being busy. There's the saying, you can always make time for something you love. Yeah, definitely. I think being busy all the time especially when you're trying to use it as a distraction from like how you're feeling overall it can be really um, it can be really stressful and it 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 does I guess it would definitely lead to like overall bad mental health but I think that if you're using it um, like if you're feeling productive and if you're feeling good about being busy then it's not really a cause for concern Larry Heath is He's got to be one of the busiest people in the Australian music scene. He founded the music website, The AU Review. There isn't a musician that this guy hasn't interviewed or written about. And looking at the list of things he's done so far in his career, it's exhausting. Which is why I wanted to talk to him today. Because although being busy is something he's good at, it hasn't always been good for him. Welcome to the show, Larry Heath. Thanks for having me, Marty. 
being busy what what does that mean to you you're managing different businesses people know you as as someone uh that can be relied upon in the music scene and who will know someone who knows someone mm. you know you're quite quite well connected and yeah constantly doing something <laughs> Constantly doing something. Is that a fair assessment, or are you just act? Is that just been a, been an act over the last few years? It definitely has not. Okay. It definitely has not been an act. Behind the scenes, the cogs are turning. They they are, and you're often doing things uh, with very little budget and with limited resources. So you're doing a lot of that yourself. And a lot of the reasons that I've had so many projects over the years has been because, well, if we don't get the budget right, or if we don't get the team right, I can always rely on myself. I've always been that sort of person that goes, well, worst case scenario, I'll let things rest on my shoulders. Just for our listeners, you mm. know, describe actually what you do. Um, you know, what are your tools mm. in this trade? I'm At the moment, I mean, looking at what I'm doing today, um, I spend uh, half of my day working uh, for a music publisher doing A&R work. Um, that's separate to all my own projects. Uh, and so then, it's managing relationships with musicians, bands, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and the day-to-day um, activities of those songwriters. So, so that's about half my time. And then the other half of the time is balancing between writing for the AU Review. I'm no longer acting as an editor there. So I'm just writing as I'd like to and, and working on it from a business point of view. So you pick things you're interested in, you write mm. articles about them for that website. That's okay. right. Um, and then the rest of my time, yeah, it's event management. And that is the real time suck, um, especially at the moment. The uh, Live Music Awards that you mentioned are coming up in a couple of weeks. And so much of my time is now being sucked into that. We know the different worlds that you do now. Mm. When did things get acutely busy for you? I don't think there's a single point where that happened because it's been pretty constant for the last decade. I do think that once I started getting more heavily involved in events, specifically the Sydney Fringe Festival in its first two years, um, that was when I really felt the urgency of this work for the first time. So that was the first time I really experienced something that was um, totally all-encompassing and... um, to the detriment of everything else I was doing because it was it was all I was focusing on was uh, was the event and that was a struggle at first because I didn't quite know how I could balance this event where I it was putting everything into it and all these other commitments that I had and that's never gotten easier. Were you busy as a teenager? Were you have you are you someone who's always really attracted <laughs> basically a workload? Yeah, well, my first work was uh, certainly not a a large workload, but I started working when I was like nine or ten years old doing voiceover work for Disney. That's kind of the start of the start of my story. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. What? So that was that was where everything started. So I started young. Basically, within this exchange that we've just had, (laughs) I've realized you're a child star and I didn't even know. Only, only my voice. You're a Disney child star. <laughs> When's a time things were overwhelming? I think with the Fringe Festival, because I was in my early 20s, I wasn't really able to pick up the signs of just how overworked and burnt out I was. What are some of those signs? Not being able to sleep. For me, it's a lot of anxiety, sweating, um not being able to wake up in the morning, but also not being able to get to sleep because you're so anxious. It's and like an overdrive of adrenaline. Yeah. 
when you wake up on a day, you know you have so much to do. How does that feel? Terrible. That's the worst of it. And that's when you know things are bad. Because everyone has trouble falling asleep from time to time. We all have things going on in our lives. But after a good night's sleep or a restless sleep, or either or really, if you're waking up with that anxiety, that's not gone. Sleep hasn't alleviated any of that. That's when, that's when things are tough. That's when it's really hard to get up in the morning and see the day through. What kind of effect does being burnt out have on you and your relationships? When it gets bad, it's incredibly detrimental. I think back to a period in 2015, um, which I would point to as the main time in my life when I've truly, completely burnt out. Um, The website was going through financial difficulties. There were a lot of other factors coming in from events I was working on. And it was just sort of, I was like watching uh, a tower of cards just start collapsing. And to answer your question in terms of how that affects everything, you disappear from the face of the earth for a a period. And I was living with my my partner at the time and um, that was incredibly hard for her to see me go through that. And I don't know if I would have made it through it without her in my life at the Mm. time. But it would not have been easy to be with someone who was dealing with that. Have you lost relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were months that would go by without me seeing my family, without even realizing it. Suddenly it would just be several months and um, I hadn't uh, seen my parents. And uh, time kind of becomes confusing. Do you regret portions of the times when you were spending a lot of time on work as a priority? Yes and no. Um I regret worrying as much as I have about my work. I think I've considered what I've been doing much more important than it actually is. Um, And there is a culture with people who are running their own thing to really get it in their mind that what everything else is secondary. Work is always first. And those in my life who know me well know that that's all too true, that work always comes first. Um, and that I regret. I, I and, and I am working on that. That's definitely something I'm trying to be better at. I'm trying to be better at putting time aside that isn't work and that work can't, no matter what comes up, um, work can't get to me. But as we were talking before, people can access me so many ways that that's, Easier said than done. Um, so I certainly feel, regret that. How does it feel saying that? Um, frustrating in the sense that I feel like I'm in a position where no matter what I do, I can never truly live up to that expectation. I can never truly remove myself from what I do because it is 24-7. The work I do is all the time. And it's really just about constantly trying to find balance and trying to find ways to make that work. And I think the older you get, the the easier that becomes. I'm sure you've gotten better at stress management in highly intense situations as well. Hmm. Uh, How do you manage, you know, acute stress in 
events or, you know, when you're on the verge of burnout, what mm. are things you can do? Isolation and distraction. And those are the two things that, the two techniques I use um, in those environments. Um, so when I'm feeling like a, I'm, I'm getting really anxious or a panic attack might be coming on or something like that, um, I just remove myself from the situation for 10 minutes, turn my phone off. You go and sit somewhere. Go and sit somewhere, have some breathe, take some breathing exercises um, and distract myself from everything going on. Do you think there's a over-interest in the hustle? Yeah. You know, people, or it's like a glorification of the hustle. I think both. I think that not everyone is attuned to that. Not everyone wants that in their lives. Most people are happy just doing their jobs, going home and leaving it at that. Um, but I've loved the hustle. I've loved pushing as hard as I have over the years. I just can't do it anymore. I can't push myself to those limits. I can't work those hours anymore. When I was in my early 20s, I just kept going and I just kept going. And it didn't really have that much effect on me because I was capable of it. Now I'm still having to do those hours because I've built this framework where that's requisite. And I don't like that anymore. And so a lot of what I'm doing in my life now, spending more time overseas, reframing some of the projects I'm working on is all about how do I take what I'm doing now and move to the next stage of my life, which will have more balance in it and less chance for burnout. Is being busy a prerequisite to success? Can you be successful without it? Yeah, absolutely. But I think we're told that you can't. How do you go with failure? Um, Surprisingly okay. Okay. Um, if I know I've done everything I could possibly do to get to that point. You accept your fate. I accept it. And I think when I was younger, I struggled more with that. I think I was a bit more worried about my legacy and what uh, other people would think of me in the long term if things didn't work out. But then you sort of get to a point you realize no one cares. So I think I've spent a lot of time worrying about what other people think and now I'm trying to worry more about myself. And if that means that I do a project that doesn't quite go to plan, it's frustrating and unfortunate, but it's certainly um, it's certainly something I take on the chin. I try to learn from it and then I move on to the next project. Well, we'll look forward to seeing the next project. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. How Are You is brought to you by Kids Helpline. Australia's only free, confidential, 24-7 online and phone counselling service for young people. Well, now it is time for On The Line with our Kids Helpline expert, Josie. Uh, You must get a lot of calls about kind of people who are just overworked, who are just exhausted. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's something that comes up a lot. You know, the idea of not feeling motivated or feeling burnt out, feeling tired, just feeling like they're not caring so much anymore. Definitely something that's common. What kind of, where where does that get to? You know, we heard from what Larry had to say and how it affected his relationships. On a physical level, is there things that it can have a consequence. Absolutely, on. absolutely. So physical health feeds mental health, right? So um, often we'll hear that people are feeling like physically run down, not eating, eating too much, not sleeping, sleeping too much, um, maybe using drugs or alcohol as sort of a distraction. 
um, or maybe that's sort of contributing to that rundown feeling, it's definitely the physical side is massive and sort of feeds into that mental health as well. Is there a small decision we can make to try to bypass that? You know, I know sometimes in a big week, Mm -hmm. I could be like, when is this going to end, you know, or someone asked me to do something else and I just say, yes, you know, when I really should be going, is that a priority? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's boundaries, 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 right? And no one can identify those for you, but you. Only you can feel that your body or your brain are under stress. Um, So being really mindful of if there's going to be that one thing that's about to tip you over the edge, see that edge coming and ask for, you know, what, what can shift, what can move to allow for you not to reach that point. Do you hear sometimes that maybe the people you're speaking to are really using busy or filling their lives with things to do is masking something else happening in their life? Yeah, potentially. Potentially if people aren't feeling particularly valued, valuable, or maybe their self-esteem is, is you know under pressure, is that we use busyness and tasks as a way to show that we're valuable, we're important. Um, and that we're serving a purpose. So 100% sometimes busyness can just cover up all the cracks that are sitting underneath as well. And that can be really hard to see because maybe from the outside you're receiving a lot of positive feedback. You know, people think you're on top of it, you're crushing it. But underneath, you know, there might be things that aren't getting the attention that it needs. How do you help people notice when they're in a bit of a cycle Mm -hmm. when it comes to... Yeah, so it'd be first off just listening. What's going on? What are all the things that are happening? And then kind of pointing out, that sounds like a fair bit. And then maybe pulling apart, well, let's look at each part of your life individually and have a think about what's the impact of it, what's the value of it, um, and what's its importance to you. Um, Is it a symptom of this rotten capitalist society that we live in where we're constantly being driven by the pursuit of money and products and buying the next thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that we need. A hundred percent. And it's that thing where if you're not busy, right. are you important? Mm. And that I think is a really, uh, a really big social attitude that we have. And it's an unfortunate one for sure. And got to put in those hours. Exactly. Next thing you can yeah. buy. If you're not staying back, are you even working hard? You know, and I don't think that's a very healthy mindset to be getting in. So again, it's that idea of boundaries and limitations and knowing to you what what proves to you that you're working hard. Is it doing a good job? Is it having those really, really great um, relationships and connections at work and working on those and making sure that they're valuable and a big part of your work life and making sure you have that communication with the people you're working with. Well, thank you, Josie. You thank better you. get back to your desk at Kids Helpline. If you want to find out more about any of the topics that we've discussed on today's show, you can at kidshelpline.com.au or anytime, any reason, you can contact them. 1-800-55-1800. You can also hit them up on web chat. Make sure you tune in next time because we are going to be talking about a little topic called love. This one's going to be a really special one, I think. It'll be great. It's about love and relationships and how both of those things can affect your mental health. See ya. If you do want to hear about all the other podcasts that Pedestrian is doing, they have the Pedestrian Podcast Network. You can get it. You've got to subscribe to it on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify, or where all other podcasts, all the good ones, are found.